0: Welcome to Multicultural Musical Mondays. I'm here with Freddie, Day, Marque,
1: and Michael. You guys want to introduce yourselves? Um, Freddie, I'm
2: here uh, as the co-host of Multicultural Music Monday. Uh, my name is McCray. I'm glad to be a guest on Multicultural Music Mondays. I'm excited to talk about Latin American music. Uh, my name is Michael.
3: I've been uh, very intrigued with Latin American um,
0: american music for the past couple of years excited to be here i'm your uh, other co-host daniel um i'm day um i'm a guest and i'm super excited to learn more about latin america we're back uh Globalization is our first topic here. I wanted to ask you guys a question. How has uh, urbanization affected the Nortex and the Amerias in different ways in Latin America? The uh, The Nortex live uh, close to a city, and the Amerias live in, a, uh, in the highlands of Peru, B- Bolivia, and uh, northern Chile.
2: I also agree with this. I think that Urbanization is and globalization both have like a direct impact on the sounds of Latin American music. I think all of them experienced a history of colonialism, uh, which led to like the separation of power within the cities and the more rural areas. And now that urbanization uh, took a large part of like the history, recent history, it has led to. Um, like, a large impact on both the culture and the music um, within, like, the racially marginalized in many of the cities and then also the separation between the urban slums. There's an emergence of, like, two very different sounds from both these communities.
1: Yeah, I think the Amira more so have been able to keep their sounds closer to themselves just because of the way they've kind of secluded themselves from... um, from a lot of the colonial impacts over the years, they've tried and keep, kept to their um, their cultural heritage, so that they, they could keep their sound in. Although their music hasn't been nearly as pos- po- uh, popular as the Nortex music, um, it still has uh, found a way to be a big part of the global scene. Yeah, yeah
3: I highly, I, I agree with that. I feel like originally they were trying to keep it exclusive within their tribe, but as globalization happens, it's been more inclusive,
1: yeah, and more popular, yeah, but I think it's more of an exclusive music as well, as the Nord tech has taken a lot of uh, North American culture, which is why it was quite popular in um the south of the United States as well as um the north of Mexico, yeah, the north yeah you, it's cool. all over apple music was very influenced
2: while the Americas were like excluded away from everybody and yeah. I I think with the Amerias, like, their emphasis on, like, tradition, I think you can compare that to, like, the Native American traditions of music, how, like, they are pretty much untouched, like, their rituals and tradition, Mm -hmm. and that's mainly because of, like, the way they've separated themselves from, like, that, like, the evolving aspect of culture, and I think Mm -hmm. that that's very comparable to Latin America. It's more of, like, a
1: like, a spiritual thing. Yeah, Yeah. and it's important to note that the Aymara are a, uh, a Native tribe, um, and that, which is why they've been able to keep their um, music so close to themselves, because they live in parts of Chile, which are hard for the people to reach. So when the Spanish came in and started uh, colonizing South America, they stayed away from some of the parts that were a little bit harder to traverse, just because they didn't have a lot of supplies to go to war coming over from Spain and Portugal and France, they didn't have the necessary equipment to get to these regions, which is yeah. probably why they've been able to stay more
2: secluded.
0: They're also not like easy places to get to, you know what I mean like they're
2: uh, they're they're really secluded and yeah. And I think even like their musical technology, like their, the whole idea of the Amara is like it predates like these, the Europeans, meaning like when you hear the sound, you hear like panpipes and drums, like made out of materials that they had before all of this like new technology came. With. And I think they're always going to stay true to that tradition. Yeah.
3: I don't think they want it to evolve into anything else. Exactly. Yeah.
2: So I had another question about globalization in the region. Um, I was wondering how globalization would have affected and how it did affect the mobilization of both the salsa and the tango, which are both like more modern um, sounds in that region. And how did that change within the region? Um, I personally think you can see
3: salsa was pretty much built on um, globalization and uh, colonialism based off like the immigrant it started in new york <clears throat> from latin American immigrants and it traveled its way down to latin america actually so it's literally built on globalization
0: and then the tango is the opposite of that that started in argentina with different a whole bunch of different people listening to tango music in argentina and then it's spreading spreading around from there starting starting in latin america
1: And I think that salsa music has found its success mainly just due to the fact that it's a music that people like to listen to. And we've even seen uh, popular artists like Mark Anthony record a lot of uh, songs that people can salsa to. And uh, with someone in such the mainstream recording this type of music, it's bound to get around the entire world. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think immigration had a big part on the spread of both sounds, but specifically Salsa first, especially in like the different parts of New York City, like these big band musicians who played these traditional sounds within big band music wanted like a sound that was uh, more appealing to like the mass culture. And I think that speaks to the inclusivity of Salsa versus like the exclusivity of tango. Whereas Tango still today has like more of a feeling of like higher class.
0: I wanna talk about how uh Tango originated. You know they started with like rural rural ranchers and stuff, do you guys remember that? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like they evolved to like dressy, flashy, flashy looking. That that all came from like when they were living and
3: stuff. And then I started moving to the city, where it would become what? like a social thing. Yeah,
1: there's a more social environment. Like yeah, yeah. The tango is more for the fancy clubs, whereas yeah, the salsa is more for anyone can do it. It's far more inclusive. Other people.
2: Exactly.
0: Next, we're going to take a look at a piece of tango music called El Chocolo.
1: All right, guys. So we just listened to the uh, El Choclo, a good example of traditional tango music. And uh, I'd like to open up the floor to uh, any of our guests to speak on uh, this wonderful piece of music.
2: After. Um, yeah, go um, ahead. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> To me, um, the video uh echoed the history of Tango because like the ish the instruments it adopted playing in the background with like the working class people that was in it, because like I'm trying to figure out how I should say this. They just use like a lot of a lot of instruments from like their culture, if you know what I mean. Yeah.
3: Um yeah. All- yeah. Also in the sound you can hear that it's still like a dancing type of music, but it's more like Uh, formal compared to salsa where it's more free-flowing like everyone's wanting to like do it that's what I got from tango
2: yeah I thought the musical example of Choclo um, specifically like one of the instruments I heard was the bandoneon and it's like got this like light and airy sound it's a sort of like a reed instrument and I think it's like very similar to like the accordion or like stringed instruments that you hear in salsa but it's got a, a much more like light sound that gives it a more traditional feel especially in like the higher register and I I totally agree I think like the the tempo is quick like salsa but it's not as like uh dance like and I think that that definitely like you have to know how to dance to the to the Tango. Tempo. you can yeah. you can't yeah it's not as um like free and uh playful yeah
1: exactly yes and i think the tempo definitely dictates the energy of how the people dance in each of those types of music the tango is more of the slow romantic type dance where the salsa is the high energy kind of dance you would be doing at um an ordinary club on the weekend
2: yeah i think the salsa right. is like led by the music rather than like a traditional set of dance moves that you have to learn
1: Mm-hmm. yeah
0: and I believe it's more, like, sophisticated and more soulful. Yeah.
2: I think the tango very a uh, very
0: upbeat feel to it.
2: Yeah. I, I think it's it's an interesting contradiction where, like, it has, like, an upbeat feel, but at the same time. But like, it's the hard history, to dance to. Yeah, the history is much more complicated where you have to, like, know how to dance to it. And you need, like, a partner. Like, I think the salsa is, like, a more individualistic type of music because... You don't have to have this, like, this counterpart that you dance with.
0: Oh, it actually looks like we have a uh, fan of the podcast calling in. Hello, Uh, you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, you're connected, man. Where, uh, what's your name, um, where
3: are from? Uh, my name's Will, I'm from Minnesota. I've been an avid listener for a couple of weeks. Um, I have a couple questions. Yeah, what's up? Um, So, referring back to when you guys were talking about globalization, I want to refer to, like, the suyas, suyas. And, like, my opinion is, like, I've seen so much globalization, and it moved from ex- or exclusive to inclusive, and I want to see what your guys' opinion on, like, tribes in Latin America, such as them, whose music became more globalized and much more inclusive? Like, do you feel bad for them? Or was it like this eventually gonna happen? And um, why are so many people interested now?
2: I think that's a great question. Um, I'll tackle it first. I think it it directly pertains to the technology that's now available. I think now that people can record music, spread I'll, it easily yeah i think it's easily spread because of like the electronics and like the technology technological age and i think that this was going to happen eventually because um there are people that like part of globalization is migration and i think many people in these tribes are incorporating themselves into modern society and this traditional music is always going to be a part of like their their livelihood. And so they want to share it with other people. So I think, um, it was almost like inevitable as they like assimilated to like modern and like urbanized culture. That, yeah. And I think, um,
1: although it was bound to happen, I do feel bad for these people because they've tried for so long and they've been successful for so long to be able to keep their music to themselves. But unfortunately, Mm -hmm. With globalization, a lot of people want, you know, to look into, like, well, this has been, like, so exclusive for so long. Why is that? So now a lot of people are trying to look into what makes this culture so special that they're trying to protect. And there's probably no reason just because they just want to keep to themselves. But people are all trying to get up in their business when they don't really want people to do that to them. And I think with a lot of cultural appropriation, it's become one of the things where it's almost trendy to, um, learn and become somewhat a part of, um, like native traditions, um, -hmm. to people from these regions. And I think, although it was inevitable, I do feel a little bit bad for them, especially since they were trying so hard to keep their culture sacred in a way.
2: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. All
1: right, thanks for the response,
3: guys. Um, I also have one more question and it was, it's about um, how do various traditions and celebrations in Latin America reflect its history and diversity?
2: Mm. That's a good question.
3: Wait, can you repeat that? Um, how do various traditions and celebrations in Latin America reflect its history and diversity?
2: I think part of Latin Americans history um, is its, its is its diversity. I think what makes Latin America so different from, for example, like the United States is its existence of so many like indigenous peoples and um its history existing so far before um all of these like modern cultures like the united states or just western culture in general and i think um because of all this like history of established like sound and music um that exists within these traditions um part of it is like the understanding that latin america and its music is at the root of a lot of modern music that we enjoy today. And I think that these various traditions and celebrations, they exist within the indigenous peoples as well, but then they also exist within the culture of like the music that you hear on the radio today. And I think you can find these elements of Latin American music within a lot of different genres, similar to um, the music of Africa or the Middle East. Like you can find from um whether it's just like the instruments the sound or like the rhythm you can find like different elements of this traditional music within modern music that's part of like how um, its history and diversity is reflected today is in the modern music that you hear today you hear these traditions and celebrations
0: yeah i agree with that it's also it's also cool to look at uh like if you look at any celebration or the traditions they have in Latin America that they're probably all all not from one culture. They're probably shared between cultures and they've been sharing for generation after generation and i think it's cool to see how that how it's evolved over time.
1: And i yeah. think a big part of that actually has to go with the cultural heritage of um there's a large part of um like celebration. I like if i think of like some of the top festivals in Latin America I'd have to talk about the the Dia de los Muertos in uh, Mexico, which is a huge celebration of those who have passed. And I think um, a celebration like that, if you're looking culturally, um, when the Spanish came over to colonize all the regions, they brought Catholicism over. And so I think a lot of Latin America has a strong Catholic um None of them, I, I wouldn't say they're all super devout Catholic, but there's a strong religious presence in all of the Latin America countries, especially the ones that were occupied by Spain for so many years. And I think the celebration of those who have passed, the celebration in general, I think comes from that long culture of who they are, but not not only like who they are, but from coming over and celebrating the traditions. And I think a lot of them also like to celebrate the fact that they're now independent from those colonial days, that they're now mostly their own independent countries.
0: Yeah. Yeah, That's a good point. That is a good point.
1: Thanks guys. Yeah.
0: Thanks for coming. Have a nice day.
2: Okay. Perfect. All
1: right. And I think, uh, with that, we're going to, uh, wrap up our, um, multicultural music Monday. Um, I'm Freddie, and I'll see you guys next Monday.
3: Thanks for having Thank me you.
1: on. Thank you. No problem, guys. Have a good day.